And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Michele Vera. Michele, what is up? Shall we put Hami in the jingle before the show? Just <laughs> as a sign of respect or as a jinx or whatever? Like... <laughs> I can, uh, man, I can honestly, I can, I have the recording of me talking to Hami, uh, last year when we could actually talk to NBA players outside of zoom. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we maybe, maybe we need to, uh, cause he was, he was really good. We'll start, we can start there. The Thunder win in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant on the court playing basketball Taking 21 yep. shots. The Thunder beat that team. 129! 129 points to 116. What a wild night for OKC. They go down big early. They allow 41 points in the first quarter. And I thought, oh boy. The Thunder are in for it tonight. And then they go on to only score 40 points. They score less than they did in the first quarter, in the second and third. The Thunder kind of put the clamps down on them, and then also the Nets kind of put the clamps down on themselves uh, to a degree. But the Thunder took advantage and played really well. They played really good basketball on both ends. They got tremendous production off their bench. What did they have... 44 points off the bench last night. I I would I mean, we're talking Hamadou Diallo, Alexi Pokashevsky, Isaiah Roby, Teo Maladon, Kendrick Williams. Kendrick didn't score. You get 44 yeah. points from those dudes? It's nuts. And it's really, it comes from Hami. Hami's 25 points, four steals, four assists, three rebounds. Uh, what do we make of this, McKelly? Ah... <sighs> Long story, because there's not a short one. Uh, we were very harsh on Hami over the first three preseason games plus the early part of the season because he was not doing the things uh, that we wanted him to do, like driving to the basket, getting rebounds, and shooting corner trees. Um, now, he's still doing part of what it makes uh, him like a, a very... Uh, unnerving player, uh, like taking pull-up jumpers and stuff like that, that are go in are going in at a very bad percentage, uh, and they completely destroy the flow of the game. The point is, he's doing everything else to such a high level and efficiency that it's undeniable he is turning himself into a player that matters on the bench, because like a guy like Torian Prince, what's what's his salary? Twelve millions. Yeah, it was yeah, basically yeah, right. a no show. Hami mm -hmm. was the guy on the court where, when both second, second units were there, 
And our second, the Brooklyn second unit is terrible. Uh, it's very, very bad. And I think that if they want to be a real ch- championship contender, they have to do something to address that. But Hami is playing out of his mind. And the moment of the game where I, I, I think I cursed uh, live, <laughs> watching, <laughs> watching the game early this morning, when he had that drive and he found Isaiah Robbie on a pick and roll mm-hmm. setting, I said, wow. Yeah. This is the new version of Hami, a guy that basically is not playing just to score, but also to put others in position to succeed and leveraging his amazing athleticism to do this kind of stuff. This is a different player. And, and yes, yeah. we were harsh. Yes, I would have traded him uh, if the right opportunity uh, had presented himself itself. But it's fine. I mean, Hami was not this player three weeks ago. It was just not. And, and credit, immense credit to the development team of OKC and, and to Coach Dagnold or Diagonald, whatever Cage is calling him. <laughs> <laughs> Dagonald, I think it's, it's a pronunciation. Well, Dagonald. they are doing, they are doing an, such an amazing job with these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, Hami is probably the guy who is showing off the most. But if you look also at Dort, at Basel defensively, even Poku defensively, Mm-hmm. These guys are transforming themselves and, and being productive on the court. It's 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 just insane. It really is. And I asked Tommy about it after the game. And in my head, like I'm like when you're about to ask a question, like you rehearse the question over and over again in your head, you're thinking, how am I gonna word it? What am I gonna say? And I really just wanted to know like what and I was trying to say it in a not mean way. Like and I, my question in my head, and I didn't say it like this, was like mentally, like, what are you doing that's different? You know, because mm-hmm. your, your decision making is better. Like, I just said, like, you're an elite athlete. You've always been an elite athlete. But, like, what are you doing um, with regards to decision making? Like, how, like, what has been different for you over the last two games? Because this has been obviously different. And his answer was really interesting because he said that. He was working with not only the coaching staff on like film and stuff like that. He said he's been watching a ton of film, but then he also said that he talks a lot to his teammates and his teammates are helping him out a ton and telling him like where, like where things are going to be, how he's picking his spots. He said he talks to Shay a ton um, mm-hmm. about passing and about making different kind of reads. And he said Shay has helped him a lot with regards to that. I was like, that is like just like a really interesting thing. Like the Thunder are collaborating at a really high level. And you can tell, and this the team was like this last year, definitely to a degree, but they're even more so this year. It's like there's just no ego whatsoever with within the team from top to bottom. And they all are just collaborating to try to get better. And I think Hami is, at least Hami's last two games are a direct reflection of that. Now, Hami's going to come back to earth. I mean, Hamadou Diallo is not going to shoot 70% from the field for the rest of the season. Um, But if he can average like nine points a game off the bench, like that's a dramatic improvement for him um, for where he's been. And if he can do it off the bounce and stuff like that, like he may get himself a contract from somebody. It may, maybe it's the Thunder, maybe it's not. 
but he's going to have like a chance to make it in the league. Whereas I would have said, how many do you, like before the start of the season, if you asked me, is how getting a second contract? I'd be like, maybe at league minimum by a team that just wants to try, you know, he may, he has a chance if he can continue to improve his decision-making because that's really the only thing keeping him from um, being a great player is the decision-making. And so if he can be a better decision-maker, then he can be in the league for a little while. Yeah. Um, Two points. One, um, I'm glad that you mentioned these uh, little... um, interview that you made with, with Hami because and uh, and the point that, that he made uh, about Shay that pass to Robbie was really Shay like was mm-hmm. getting in the teeth of the defense and then look for the cutter um going from basically the central um of the of the court and and, and he's clearly improving now if this is the leadership that Shay is going to bring to this team this changes a lot because one point is wanting to be good to win and bring your, your like teammates along um, and trying to maximize you um, their position in like it's it's a bit convoluted. Um, what I want to say is it's it's different to really care about your teammates' improvement, even to sure. even if that deters in 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 part your numbers. And to me. This is more of what Shea is doing this season. Like he's not scoring. He could score 40. I have no doubts. He can get to the rim whenever he wants. He can get to a pull up threes, to a pull up three whenever he wants. He can take 15 threes in a game. No issue yeah. whatsoever. And probably in, on certain nights, this would be better for the team, but it would not be better for his teammates. And if this is the leadership that in a year where you understand that winning to a super high degree is not the only important thing, and probably it's not the important thing, then then it, it speaks very highly about Shea's development. And, and last sentence on Hami, the defensive part is what is impressing me the most. Because last year he was athletic, he was good of the bounce uh, in spots, but the defense was not good. Like everyone was saying, well, Hami would be a good defender. No, it was nothing like that. Now... The second unit is the unit that is putting the clamps on, on opponent teams. <laughs> Isn't that wild? It is wild. Now, granted, New York's second unit and Brooklyn's second units are very, very, very bad. There was very no bad. stopping of Miami. Miami yeah. has an elite second it, unit. Now, yep. but stopping average or below average second units to bring anything to the game is extremely important for a second unit that is growing it's not stopping the development tomorrow it will be better in a year or two years Mm -hmm. so if now they are able to go on the court to get on the court and putting a clamps on inferior players this is already a result that i did not expect uh, at the beginning of the season and this is also because you play five guys maybe robbie is the weakest link on that unit that can play good defense I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it is just crazy, and a lot of it you have to give credit to Coach Mark Degnault and his staff, 
And for just the leadership from top to bottom for the Thunder to uh, develop not only these players, but develop a coaching staff. I mean, they they identified Mark early on at Florida. Thought, okay, we see something here and him as a coach. They bring him in and they don't just like shove him in like the, the film room or something. They send him to the G League and put him on the on the G League staff and have him coach the blue. It's great. They see a lot from him with the blue. I mean, a lot. Quickly. They say, okay, there is <laughs> there's something here with him. We need to bring him on to the coaching staff. And there was the, the writing was on the wall with Billy and his contract and also the direction of the team. Mm-hmm. And so I think all along they saw what they saw in Mark Degnall and decided to bring him along. And he's he's done a really good job so far. Now it's early and they're having success. And it's really easy to coach a team and have them latch on to the things you say when you're winning and it's early. I mean, we have to take a look at the rest of January and into February. And then if they still have this same mentality by the time we get to like February 25th, then I'm, I'm going to, I mean, I'm already blown away by what Degnault's done, but I will just be floored if they all have this same kind of pep in their step. Because, like, Shea will sit down in front of the Zoom camera, and he is, uh, win or lose so far this season, he sat down and he is, like, pretty funny and engaging and is, like, trying to mess with the the PR staff, you know, before we get started with questions and then is, like, asking questions to the the PR staff after, after we're done. Like, he's just, he's kind of delightful and I just wonder if we get how far we get into this if all of that will continue if they I mean I asked Shay about Mark Degnault after the game mm-hmm. he went on and on and on he's like great coach players coach love playing for him uh, he you know helps really motivate us I mean he just kept going on and on and on and on and on I just asked like what have you learned about coach Degnault in your first nine games he could have just been like yeah nothing I was with him last year you know and that would have been a fine answer Mm -hmm. but he took the opportunity to like really praise what he's done he said that he loves playing for him I mean he said those words and I think some people kind of question like What's Shay's mentality? How does he even feel about this hire? And he said, I love playing for him. It's like, oh, okay, wow. Um, he didn't have to say that. He didn't have to say any mm-hmm. of that. Um, but then, it, I don't know. And also, Shay's night was really impressive. We haven't even mentioned that. He had 31 points, six boards, seven assists, two steals, a block, only two turnovers in his 36 minutes. Uh, he's... He's starting to pick his spots too, but we also have to we have to know that this Brooklyn Nets defense is abysmal. Yeah. I mean, they were like oddly horrific. And even Steve Nash after the game last night said they just quit after they got up 15. Yeah. And that's not good. <laughs> it's 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 an honest answer from Steve Nash. Not good, Steve. That's not good. And I know that you've got some veterans on your team. You got KD and Jeff Green and Torian Prince and guys that think that uh, that have already made it and that have already done accomplished a lot. But shoot, man, like this, it's not good to be 
11 games in and your team's already quitting against a uh, a team like the Thunder. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, uh, while I was watching, there were a moment in the game, I think it was in the third, where I had the impression that Brooklyn was being lucky with the shots that OKC was missing, uh, mm-hmm. especially from three. I mean, I think that at a certain point, they, they had a few possessions where they were already up, but they attempted four or five trees completely open from the top of the key and, or like good spots. And, and from good shooters, I think two or three uh, between Horford and, and Hill. And I thought, wow, they could be up 15 by the end mm-hmm. of the third. Yeah. Um, or middle way, middle of uh, the way in the, in the, in the third. And, and yeah, as you said, it's, there was no defense on a pick and pop. They just decided to collapse and, and hope that the interior defense was to be good enough. And the Thunder exploited that to such a high degree that it was even embarrassing at moments. Now, mm-hmm. I think we are seeing a trend, uh, from OKC about the three point shooting, but also the fact that if the shot doesn't go in, they have some counter. They can be effective, especially against teams that that lack elite rim protection and a smart, very smart center. But even against them, they won against Gobert. They won against Steven Adams. They won against Mitchell Robinson. So it's they are not going to take a lot of mid-range shots. And yeah. they are really trying to take high-value shots. And they are succeeding. I mean, the ball moves so well. And Shea is a huge part of that. He's mm-hmm. just in control. He doesn't force it. I mean, 31 effortless points from Shea. It was the best game by far. And even on defense, he was engaged. He, he had two steals, but I think he deflected more uh, than, mm-hmm. two, uh, than two balls. And yeah, I mean, I'm extremely impressed. And, and I'm also glad that Horford added kind of a bounce back uh, game. He was yeah. very good, uh, even if, um, as I think Brett mentioned it uh, on on After Dark, um, about he started the game posting up like crazy, and, yeah. and I think like I don't know why he did that, but clearly he understood that going against Josh Holland, uh, he's not Josh the name, I'm Jared. Jared, sorry, uh, Jared Allen uh, didn't sound right. Um, it was he's not a good post-up defender, and he kind of yeah. took it personally, and, and it was very effective. He was posting up KD though. Yeah, yeah. He was like real. If KD was on him, he was calling for it. Yeah, and it was funny. He scored on him a couple times, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't have any problem with. No, me neither. A thunder, a thunder player posting up Kevin Durant and scoring on him. It was, he was, yeah, he was super effective last night. Took the most shots on the team last mm-hmm. night. Al Horford did, and it's only seventeen, so it's not like it's a ton. But yeah, he finished with twenty-two points, six boards, three assists, a steal, and a block. Only two turnovers. He was, yeah, he was tremendous. Uh, Dort continues to do this thing where he shoots the ball from really far away. There's like this, this, this line that exists like way out far away from the basket. And he's shooting it beyond that line, making it. And he's done it in nine consecutive games. In every single game, Lou Dort has made a three. And you have to at least feel like it's, it's real because the form is staying pretty consistent, which is something last season. Like, even in Game 7, 
like his feet were all over the place. Yeah. With regards to like in college. Yeah. Where college like he's, hilarious. Oh my gosh. Where he's shooting and his feet are like facing the bench. Uh, yeah. And he's cleaned up a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not perfect, but he's cleaned up a lot of it and he's improved a lot. And I'm trying to remember who made this point. I think it was Kevin O'Connor made this point last week was that you look at his free throw percentage in, in college and then in his first year. Um, and even with the blue and how that can be a better indicator of what a shooter can be. And he's always been in the upper seventies as a free throw shooter, Mm -hmm. which is like, okay, yeah. Like this is one of those instances where you can see that that can translate over to shooting the three ball. And he's improved a lot and he's still hitting a crazy percentage. He hit two of three last night, which is one off the dribble. What, what was your reaction? Like, I don't even know what to say anymore, Michele. Like, I don't even know how to feel anymore. Like, it feels like a fever dream. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I just can't even, I'm like holding on to this thought, like, okay, there's a distinct chance this is not real. Yeah. Uh, it's like what I'm seeing real is like my question that I'm asking myself when I see him not only shoot spot ups, be off the dribble. There's, there is a lot more in Lou Dort than what we have seen so far. I'll say that. He's yeah. very young. He fancies himself a point guard. And I think that there is more off the dribble stuff to come. I th- there, And this isn't, it's unlikely. But there's, a, there's somebody inside Lou Dort that is not just a role player. That is not just hit threes and defend. There is there is a chance. What is the chance? 2%, 4%, 5% at best that he can be that. But it's in there. Like he has the chance to be a like not only like a nice role player but like a really good NBA player that can do things off the bounce, that can find guys off like a pick and roll and be the pick and roll ball handler. Like he can do those things. It's there. Can he do it at an elite level? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to stop questioning what Lou Dort's capable of, though, <laughs> because he was four of six from the field last night. Thir- 13 points on six shots. He's not forcing anything. He's playing tremendous defense. He's playing with tremendous effort. I believe that part of what helps these guys get to like a really high energy level is not only the coaching staff and Mark Degnault, but like Lou Dort getting out there and you, I'm sure like you've played sports. Like when somebody brings like an energy level on your team, like you're like, okay, I need to try to match that. Yeah. Like I need to try to, like, I can't, if, if I'm even going like 70% speed, like I look like I'm lollygagging next to this guy who's going like 120 the whole time. Like, so I have to bring my energy level up just to keep up with him and to feel like I'm contributing and so, like, those guys are important. And lose one of those guys where just the effort is just tremendous. And I think it goes perfectly along with Al Horford and George Hill, who are just really smart, gritty players that play the right way on both ends. I think it's helping raise Baisley and helping ra- even raise Shea's level a little bit, too. Because Shea wasn't always this kind of defender mm-hmm. um, last season. Um, even in the playoffs, he kind of d- didn't show 
a ton, but he's improved. But I think a lot of it's Lou Dort, and I'm kind of rambling now about Lou, but I just, I don't know what to do, McKelly. I don't know what to do about this guy. I think there's just, he's got a lot more in there than we think. Yeah, and I want to make a point that is probably useless and probably stupid, but I cannot help myself uh, thinking away uh, from this idea that if he sheds a certain amount of pounds, his ball handling abilities can really improve. Because, like, it's not easy to be, like, when you're you're driving a truck compared to a city car, it's way more difficult to stop, turn, and do things at a certain Mm -hmm. speed when you have, when you're built like a truck. And, and 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 it's not that it's not fat it's it's muscles he has too much muscles uh now this helps him sustaining contra- uh, contacts absorbing uh, being yeah. extremely strong against guys like harden but i wonder and maybe the answer is no and he can he can improve just by doing drills and whatever but yeah. what if he's again 10% um, lighter uh, with the same you, you can keep the strength even if you have less mass this is fact you don't need to be uh, a truck in order to be um, to be strong but I wonder would that help him and, and on the free throws like free throws are a very good tell for your upper part uh, motion mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. not the issue with Ludor shooting we've clearly said that many times the issue with Ludort is the lower part where he's mm-hmm. so strong uh, that he has to deal with that and so now he's getting to a point where he's clearly working a ton on, on his shot the pull-up was perfect like he mm-hmm. stopped on a dime went up and the shot looked amazing I almost fell off my uh, indoor bike <laughs> <laughs> I I cannot scream because like uh, kids are sleeping, but I was like, now he's doing this, like taking pull up trees. Like, are we insane? What year is that? It's, it's. I know. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. 
hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Another credit to, I mean, this is, the Thunder are just developing guys really well. Oh, yeah. And not everybody is going to develop. Like, sure, there have been guys that haven't developed under the Thunder, and they just didn't develop under anybody. Like, Perry Jones, not in the league anymore. Yeah. You know, there's there's going to be guys like that. But when the Thunder have a chance with guys, they've done really well. And they've done really well with this particular crew and with the coaching staff that they have. And they've had, obviously, some carryover from the last few years of their coaching staff. And... Like they did a really good job with Dorton Baisley last year. They're continuing to do a really good job with them. Uh, and now you're seeing guys like Hamadou Diallo, who we knew was like a really raw player. And it's funny, like we know and we hear this out of the draft, like, oh, this guy's super raw. Mm-hmm. Okay. What that means when you, when you say that, it means it's going to take some time yeah. to develop them. And that's the case with Alexi Pokashevsky. Like, Alexi Pokashevsky is super raw. Like, the, he should not be a good player this season. Like, he just shouldn't be. That just is, that's, that's not who he's supposed to be this year. And that's okay. Because we knew that when he, they drafted him, that he was very young, very raw, and needed some molding. Same with Hami. Hami needed that. Hami is a little different because he's a second-round pick and... Most second-round picks just don't amount to anything. Now, they're having a chance to mold him a little bit. And he's shown the last two games that he's been that he's capable of a little bit more. That's great. He's going to backslide. We saw it with Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley had three games in a row where he's scoring, like, double figures into the 20s. Really great player. And then his scoring, you know, took a back seat in the last game, in this game and against New York. It's fine, like. I mean, Hami may have two points against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Like, he's shown that he can do this. Now, the next level, like, he's a he's a, a fine NBA player. You know, like, he's gonna he's probably gonna make it. To become like a really good NBA player, you have to do it every night. Like mm-hmm. you have to do it consistently. That's what makes that's what separates even like the George Hills of the world, who's like George Hill, really good player, going to play in the league for a lot longer. Than he, than he already has, which is a long time. It's great. He's going to play in the league a lot longer because he can do it every single night. Yeah. Same with same with guys like Horford. And then you have like your upper-level guys like your Kevin Durant. But if you can do it every night, I mean, that's what, that's what Baisley and Dort and Shea are learning to do right now, which is really valuable. And Shea's already shown he can do it. Like, he's already yeah. that guy. Uh, for Baisley, he still has to learn how to do it every single night. Like, how do I get to 12? Every night, you know, and he hasn't figured that out yet. Um, funny enough, like Lou Dort's almost figured out <laughs> how to get there. Um, yeah, yeah, more no ma- so. Yeah, no matter how yeah. many shots, which is what you want from guys like him. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be shots. The what else mentality that 
we discussed um, a few weeks ago. Um, it, it's 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 like this. Now I want to make a point about Baisley. Now it sounds like he had a horrible night, uh, but it I don't just think scoring. it didn't. Just scoring. No, yeah. no, no. He otherwise, yeah, yeah, he was good. Otherwise, yeah, twenty-one shots from from KD plus I would say six trips uh, to the line. Um, which which is 27 possessions. And then he had four turnovers, which is 31 possessions. Now, you keep KD to 36 points on 31 possessions. You made a hell of a work, <laughs> a hell of a job uh, on him. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, it, like, could be better than that. Yes, but he made one foul by guarding yeah, KD, and it was yeah. uh, a rip move. Was not paying attention at, at the end of the first half, I think, and in the second half it was really, really into that, uh, like avoiding to say too close to KD, forcing him into mid-range jumpers. KD will will score. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. probably the greatest scorer uh, of our times uh, or top five scorer of our times. So it's okay, but he wants to be the guy who guards KD and. Yeah, I think I think he did a pretty good job, uh, yeah. and and he was part of the unit being effective in the second half. So it's that's good signs that he you can you can take six shots and still contributing at a very high level defensively. This is what we were saying before. It's not necessary for every player to take ten plus shots a game. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> when you're called upon, well, sure, not every night. Yeah, and Bayes wants these challenges, mm-hmm. and he's clearly the guy to defend Kevin. Yeah, uh, he's got he's only the, really the only guy that's got the length and the and the athleticism to stay with him. And he did he did pretty good. Yeah, Kevin still had thirty six points on twenty one shots. You know, uh, Kevin had a great night, and it's just I don't know. I mean, I didn't have as much like anger in my heart watching Kevin play yesterday. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could just watch him play, and you just. He just everything is just so effortless with him on the offensive end. Like he's just gets to a jumper, you can test it perfectly, it goes in anyways. I mean, he is he's really, I mean, he's a really obviously a very special player and yep. he's still showing that and I'm glad that he was able to recover from that injury and come back. Um Yeah, the, of course. The Nets have a lot of work to do. Like this is Hmm. What did you say, McKellen? I missed you for a second. Oh, can, am I back? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Am I cutting out? Okay. Uh, I'll just say the Nets have a lot to figure out. And yeah. you have a first, first year coach in Steve Nash, obviously a guy that's been around the league a ton, uh, MVP in the league. Uh, they still have a lot to figure out, um, especially on the defensive end and then with, with their bench. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is much bigger loss than what we had originally anticipated. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, you know, obviously not having Kyrie there for whatever reason that he's saying that he's not going to be there. Um, but still, like this Nets team has enough talent to beat a young Thunder team. Like they should have beaten the Thunder last night. Yeah, there's really there's really no excuse whatsoever for them not to uh, to, especially at home. And obviously the home road stuff like that's another that's an interesting storyline mm-hmm. that continues to just be weird and it's obviously weird because there's no fans in the stands um because the thunder what are they 
five and one on on the road so far this season. Mm-hmm. Like that shouldn't be a thing. No, but but it's also for young guys who have their legs and that just want to get out there and they have something to prove. Which that's that is something the Thunder have is that they've got a ton of guys that have something to prove, and night in night out they want to go out and prove it, and they're doing a good job. And you know, on the road or at home, it doesn't really matter. They're they're going out there. They're playing hard. So huge credit to them. Uh, let's go over to the stream real quick. Uh, we've got Shannon Ward from England. Shout out. We have Tom, Tomasa Ferro from Italy. Wow, we've got two Italian people on the pod right now. This is amazing. Uh, let's see. I've seen some other people uh, from Amsterdam. Wow. Melbourne, Greece, France, South London. All over the place. It's it's great. There was a good this question in the chat from Hope's Talk 69. Mm-hmm. Is the Thunder culture too good to tank? A bit. You maybe, know, it, maybe no in the end, because it, it only takes Brooklyn to say, well, we promised DeAndre Jordan to be here. We promise we, we paid Torian Prince, but we don't want any of this. We will give you Dinwiddie, these three players that you clearly uh, have zero use, plus an unprotected first. And in a in like in a second, yeah, your culture is good, but you will lose 10 in a row. Like mm-hmm. it's just going to happen because you cannot like Robbie's production is okay. Muscala production is okay. But at a certain point, you will face Anthony Davis. And no matter how many trees you shot, no matter how good your young players play, you're going to lose. Especially because team will will start to notice that you just take trees and and penetrate. So it's just about switching. And Robbie will not be wide open. He cannot beat you off the dribble unless you're Vucevic. And and it's okay. (laughs) Muscala will not beat you off the dribble. So you just switch and hope that your second line can bring a guy to to limit Shea. And -hmm. you stay home on everyone but, like... Just play like that, and things will change a lot in, yeah. in in the next twenty games. I agree. Scouting reports will get out that you can't just quit on mm-hmm. this Thunder team. Like, yeah. Hey, if you want to beat the Thunder, yes, you can do it, but you can't quit. You can't stop. Mm-hmm. And once that gets out there, that this Thunder team just doesn't stop. The Thunder will continue to win some games. I, I don't think they're going to be a miserable team that's going to lose a vast majority of their games. I do think the Thunder will be a lottery team that will still have a chance to get a top five pick. I still believe that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's going to come with, <clears throat> excuse me, the rest of the league figuring out like who, the, who these guys are mm-hmm. and what they're about. Because if Brooklyn just knew, oh, all we have to do is just play hard all night, okay, great. They probably beat the Thunder... 136, 129. Still yeah. close game, but they didn't. They stopped. And the Thunder took advantage of that and they grabbed momentum. And like momentum's like a real thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a real thing in the league. It's a real thing just in life in general. And they grabbed it. So that's it's an important thing. Uh huge shout out to Jared Zarin, who's he says hello from the Mercy ER. 
which is a hospital. So thanks for being on. I hope if you're somebody that's working at the hospital, thank you so much for what you're doing. If you're yes. in the hospital in the ER, I hope you're okay. I don't know which. I'm hoping that you're just maybe on your on a break or something or just getting to work. But a uh, huge shout out to you. And uh, let's take a look at the schedule. Got okay. Isaiah from the Philippines. Wow. Can I from make Thailand? Kenny from Thailand. It's Jack a, from Sydney. It's oh, a fir- wow. He's a first timer. Uh, Thailand. Great. Can I make a point about? I was I was trying to to think on the back of my mind about what are the very um, clear problems that this team has in terms of defense, mm-hmm. and, and I mm-hmm. think that they cannot play well against guys that have a, a guy that can penetrate well enough. Yeah. Um, now, is this what? happened basically over the the games that the thunder won like orlando doesn't have anyone who can really put pressure on you off the dribble uh they have butch mm-hmm. that put pressure on our back line and deep on defense but yeah uh, that's it and, and the same you can say about um the pelicans where we just had a very very hot night from three but yep. then new york doesn't have anyone that can really put Nobody. pressure and 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 brooklyn uh, as good as KD is, his mobility and his ability to attack off the dribble is not the one that the old KD had. So maybe mm-hmm. this is a huge part. And I'm curious to see how Dennis uh, Schroeder uh, do against this team. Uh, yeah. Because, like, on on offense, your space uh, out unit will be effective. But on defense, I wonder what happens when you have a good pick and roll partnership where a guy can really attack you off the dribble and the big man can really hurt you uh, when he gets it. Yeah. It will be That's a test. happened with Miami. I mean, yeah. Miami, yeah, 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 yeah. because they have guys, multiple players that can get in the lane and then they have really good guys just sitting out on the perimeter that can catch and shoot. Exactly. It's really, I mean, it's impressive. And Miami hasn't been great this year. It's not like Miami is just like this hot team. I think they're 500 actually. Yeah. Right now. I think so. the Thunder might actually have a better record than they do at the, <laughs> at the present moment. It's crazy. <laughs> Which is insane. But uh, a look ahead at the schedule. So, it, this is, it's going to get, it, sh- it should get rough. Mm-hmm. For OKC moving forward, here's here's their next. Here's this week, which they get after being on the road for a long time. They're back in town, so they have a back to back San Antonio, LA, the Lakers on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I assume that maybe I don't know if they'll rest on the front or the back end of the back to back, but I assume they're going to rest Horford and Hill in one of those games, yeah. probably against the Lakers. Yeah, likely. So we're going to see a lot a lot of the youngsters against the Lakers, which should be fun. Chicago at home on Friday. Chicago's playing really hard. And so that, to me, is going to be a toss-up type of game. You get Philly on Sunday mm-hmm. at home. Now, Philly's got all of the COVID protocols with guys that are out, and who knows who can play. Now, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have only not played, didn't play the other night, just because... Uh, they didn't want to essentially mm-hmm. they were put on the injury report those guys just didn't want to play yeah that's that's why they didn't play um so that will be interesting to see who plays in that game then the schedule is denver clippers clippers 
Portland, Phoenix, Brooklyn, Houston, Houston. And that's that stretch. That's February 3rd. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to learn what this team is by that point. Like who like who is who who is this team? We're gonna figure that out pretty quick. And then it gets a little lighter. You get Minnesota twice on a back to back, both at home, which will be strange. Yeah. Um, What's your T G T T number of uh wins that get will get you definitely worried about our pick? What's the record that worries you on February the third? If they're at 500, I'm worried. Well, of course, of course, but they will not be. Let's let's hope they are not 500. 500 <laughs> means that you really need to sh to shift and say, well, wow, how do I make like it means that Houston is going to be in the lottery, and this is your chance to be in the lottery. It's yeah. through Houston because if you are 500 after this stretch, there's no way you are a bad team. There's just no way. Mm -hmm. I would be scared Let's if they win. Four more. Yeah. I don't know where it gets you with four. How many games? 12 games. Yeah, so they would be nine and 16. I'm not worried then. Because I still think a George, if maybe if a George Hill ha trade hadn't happened yet, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I would be kind of scared. Because it means they, they, they beat like I think four good, they good teams four times. Yeah, I mean, what four games could... Like, they could beat San Antonio at home. Yeah. Uh, they could beat Chicago. Yeah. And then here's here's the other thing, is that there are going to be other teams that are depleted by COVID. And this is going to be something that is going to destroy records. It's going to destroy, like, overall numbers. Mm -hmm. Like, numbers are already kind of jacked up anyways that the beginning of the season they're even more so because of covid and so we don't know like philly and denver like what do they look like yeah. once we get once we get there so like that's just another variable and with the thunder like the thunder could have an outbreak too like nobody's immune to it yeah but there are teams in sport that somehow Keep it together. Now that doesn't correlate necessarily with winning, as the Seattle Seahawks will like to tell you. But they mm. didn't have any <laughs> positive case for the entire NFL season and were completely dismantled in the first in the wild card. Um, but anyway, yeah, it can happen that you have a COVID-free season, but it's how can I say it? Extremely unlikely. Yeah. Well, and the Thunder could be definitely could be that team mm -hmm. because I think they all take it very seriously. So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. I mean, that's, and yeah. then I think that you get into the second part of the season when they actually make the second half of the schedule where it's possible that these guys get the vaccine yeah. and the guys that want to take it, take it. And then we're able to really move on with, with the league and with, with everything without any giant bumps in the road. So, Yeah, I would say if they win three or four games, then you start to kind of think, oh, okay. Hmm. Like maybe there's something else here. But then after Minnesota twice, it's Lakers, Lakers, Denver, Milwaukee, Portland, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Miami, San Antonio, Atlanta, Denver. Yeah. They could be so, they could win like six four games and then win just three over the next twelve, whatever. Uh and, and they could be like way below 
they could five hundred. Yes, they could win three games in all of February. Yeah, and it might, and that might be success for them. Yeah, I mean that's that's honest. I mean they maybe they beat Minnesota twice and beat Cleveland. Like those are the games that stick out. And again, who knows who's playing when? Who knows? But yeah, it's. It is definitely a possibility because the schedule is just really rough because the Thunder have already played Charlotte, Orlando twice, the Pelicans who have been just kind of blah. They played the Knicks. Yeah, they've played a lot of winnable games for anybody. Yeah. And I still don't know who this... Like, I know this team is going to play hard. I know they have good young talent. We still have a lot to learn as to who they exactly are. And I think the rest of January, February, we will learn who this team is. And then we'll have to relearn who they are when they trade George Hill. And then, I mean, I, w- I still think that Horford's going to be around the rest mm-hmm. of the season. But it's possible that a team sees the production that Horford can still put up. 22-6-3, going 3-7-3. of seven from three. Wow, great. We'll take him. He'll really help us. And then we'll have to, like, then they probably start Roby. Maybe they start Muscala. Um, <laughs> or whoever then comes you, back in trade. Like, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they get Tristan Thompson back in a trade or something, yeah. you know, then you maybe start him. Yeah, but. I still think that watching how they play, uh, Brooklyn may use both to a uh, I would say oh, they, they would complement the team. You start. You have Irving, um, Harris, Hill, KD, and Horford. Yeah, that 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 is a very good team. Now you have to renounce to Dean Witty in order to make it work. But then it's DeAndre Jordan and Torian Prince, uh, yeah, or Tyre Prince. How, how well? Uh, I, I don't remember how K- Tyran Tyran uh, Tyran. <laughs> wow. Um, it's not that it changes anything. The only thing that really is against the, this trade is the fact that KD and Kyrie are friends with DeAndre Jordan. But at a yeah. certain point, yeah. you have to realize that, yeah, friendship is extremely important, but you can, A, you can be friends without playing, without working in the same place, and B, mm-hmm. DeAndre is kind of done-ish, I mean, well, and they've and they've identified that, which is great because they have he's not starting anymore for them. Yeah, they're letting Jared Allen start or play Josh Allen plus minutes a game, whoever he wanted to call him. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre only played ten minutes last night. Yeah, which is a good indicator of where he is. So maybe maybe they would maybe they would trade for Horford. I mean, I was texting with um, my coworker Mike Smeltz, who had who does a really good. Nets podcast called the glue guys. You should go check it out. If you're just needing, if you're needing podcasts to listen to his is a really good one, but I was texting with him last night during the game. Uh, and before it started, he was like, we're sworn enemies, you know, until the end of this game. Uh, and then he's like, he's like, except I just need you guys to trade us George Hill. I was like, it's yeah. great. I said, all you have to do is give us a first round pick. And he, we're just joking around. Then like in the fourth quarter, I was like, I think we're going to need two firsts for George. If you guys really want to, <laughs> Because we're crushing you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's, I mean, the, the the beauty of a trade between OKC and, and, and Brooklyn is that OKC becomes much worse in terms of uh, on the court. But they are, they don't get like bad contracts. Like these are not mm-hmm. bad contracts. 
Torian Prince is just one year. DeAndre Jordan yeah. probably has an extra year, if I'm not mistaken, um, because he signed up for four for forty something like that. And and then yeah, so maybe he has right. two more. Um, and then and then you have Dean Witty, which has a player option. But I'm, I, well, if he wants to play, great. You have Dean Witty at a very reasonable number, which can complement whatever offense you need next year. And if he doesn't want to be there, he can be traded wherever. So yeah, I, I would be okay with just a pick, even if it's lightly protected, like top five protected that rolls for two years and then becomes two seconds, it's it's mostly fine. I mean, you don't have mm -hmm. to get... If you get like zero on-court production for 40 games, 45 games this season, that is huge value for OKC. Because if you have in you, uh, I don't know, 45 wins record, it means that it's really on your young players. And if that is the case... Awesome. It doesn't seem to be uh, as of today, uh, but if yeah. like at least you you know that it's not a fluke and these are <laughs> like real NBA contributors and you didn't expect that to be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's look at the standings real quick and then we got to go. Uh, the standings don't really matter right now because everybody's just clumped up. You know, there's three losses is the uh, least amount of losses in the league, and it's the Lakers, Suns. Uh, Sixers and Celtics, mm -hmm. uh, Pacers too. Pacers too. Sorry, Pacers. You I jinxed them. You. you jinxed. Them. I did. I did. I'm gonna start jinxing the Thunder too. If I just yeah, I tried should. to yesterday by tweeting like some really positive things about their defense, and it just didn't work. It just fueled them. Uh, <laughs> it was not. It was not great. Uh, the Thunder are, are if 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 the season ended today, nine games in. Whatever happens, and they just call it. They say, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Thunder would be in the playoffs. Eighth seed against the Lakers. Insane. Uh, but they're also there. San Antonio is five and five. The Nuggets are five and five, which that's, we talk about like unsustainable records for OKC. Like This is an unsustainable record for the Nuggets. They're going to get better. But they have issues uh, that George Hill can help they do. fixing. <laughs> George Hill could really help you guys. Yep. Even Al Horford could really help you guys. Uh, Pelicans, four and five. Like, they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Sacramento's four and six. They've looked okay at times. The Rockets are three and five. Awesome. Which is very exciting. This is perfect. Oh, it's, 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 it's perfect. That's extremely exciting because I think they'll end up doing better, especially if James ends up staying for any length of time with them. But that's the but, issue. You want them to be not... I mean, I want the Rockets to be around 45% of their win, like below 500, but not like 20%, because otherwise it's too bad. And James yeah, will clearly too, want... It's too scary. Yeah. Yeah, give us the eighth pick, Rockets. Yeah, that's what that would be perfect. That's what, that's we what want number that's five. What if we want to be extremely greedy, that is the... It's top four protected, yeah. right? Yeah, top four. It needs to be number five. But that, that becomes... I mean, I would be worried if it's yeah. the 12th, 11th uh, worst record in in the league. Well, best record in the league in the Western Conference. That is what you want. Mm -hmm. Like a good amount yeah. of teams that are worse, but them being kind of outside of the playoffs. That mm -hmm. would be sweet. <laughs> 
<laughs> it would be sweet. Yeah, let's uh, let's just see. Let's just hang on. Let's see what this team becomes. So far, so good. Um, I really huge credit to Thunder Culture. Huge credit to the development of everything: the coaching staff, the team, everything. I mean, it's just very impressive. So, big shout out to them today. Uh, we'll see who they are at the end of this month. But uh, until then, let's just can like it's okay to enjoy this. Like oh, yeah. I actually really enjoyed the game. So uh, just enjoy it and we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, make sure you follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew K Schlecht. Hope you guys just have a wonderful Monday. Uh, and just like, just like the thunder, you guys are all too good to tank. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.